Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the table from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. It should be no surprise that the demeanor on the show is going to be a little different from last week, especially from yours truly. I The Debbie Downer over there, yeah. Debbie yep. Downer. We'll get into it. We'll get into it, as always. I did kind of ask around, ask some coworkers, people I know, if anybody knows if people actually do eat crow, because I was going to try to, you know, find some, buy some, maybe eat it during the show, because I know I have a little bit, a little bit to eat today. You do. You, you honestly really do. I own up to it. I always do. And I appreciate that about you, Devin. So first things first, again, very happy that we have a fan question emailed. We do. We do. You want to throw it at me, Luke? It's a good one. Yeah. So we had a fan ask. <clears throat> a frustrated fan, I may mm-hmm. add. How do we watch games when they're not on local TV? Right? So this is an issue that that other members that are south of the Cheddar Curtain may, may um, encounter. And that is the fact that we don't get all the Packer games here. No. When the Packers and Bears play at the same time, unfortunately, we lose out. Yeah, we get blacked out even if they're on CBS. Right, they they will not play us on Fox, which happened not for the Cowboys game, but the previous game. It is a true tragedy that happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and Devin, how do you handle these specific situations? It only happens a couple times a year, especially because we're pretty good. They're not, but uh, how do you handle that? If I have the opportunity to, I will try to go to a sports bar. You can call ahead and see if I call it like the mega football package, where they will. Certain bars will buy like the out of network package, so they have every single game that's being played. Yep, that's my go-to. I also was kind of suckered into buying NFL Plus, which I do use to watch like extra game film for mm-hmm. our uh, for our show. But with NFL Plus, they do allow you to they have a couple games at all times that you can watch, and the rest you can listen to the radio. So if worst comes to worst, and I can't get to a sports bar for whatever reason. Maybe I'm on call or whatever. I'll just listen to Wayne Larrabee that way. Love that. Love love you giving those options. I at I I will not condone uh, the third option. However, I will put it out there for for people. Um, you know you can you can really just always find an answer on Google, right? Yeah. If you're Google's prepa- a pretty safe bet for most things. If you're prepared to deal with an absolute insane amount of pop ups and the potential for your computer to croak you can find anything online if you have an ipad or maybe your phone is a, is a better idea that, that's a better option less likely to to get viruses from some semi sketchy sources of yes. content yeah so buyer beware but you can find anything streaming online indeed you can on to i think and i know let's do it all right so i shall begin as always okay and i know that Aaron Rodgers hit the nail on the head with some of his post-game co- uh, comments. So he mentioned, you know, we're down 28-14 to 14 entering the fourth quarter. Looking rough out there, looking bleak, right? And he didn't say this, but I would like to add that it's not only 28-14, to 14, but we also gave up a 21-0 to 0 run to the Cowboys. Correct. And we've seen this many times. This recipe that we've put together so many times this season just felt like it was just going to be another one of those days. 
And Aaron said, that would have been the perfect time to mail it in. And nobody did it. This team fought. We responded, right? How many times have we gone on the show and complained about Matt LaFleur teams in general, but especially this season? We get hit in the mouth and we just roll over and die. Yep. Well, guess what, folks? Not today. Not this week. Not Sunday. Okay, you know what I, <laughs> you know what I meant, all right? I'm still excited. I'm still emotional. I still yep. feel like we're yep. in Sunday. With so much positivity. Love it. But yeah, kudos to Aaron. Kudos to the team. You're up. I'm going to roll with with Aaron. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk about Aaron and, and the offense right in this game. But Both Aarons. I think, I think that Aaron Rodgers may be a better lead blocker than Josiah DeQuara. Oh. <laughs> on pure form, I will disagree. But on what that meant to the team. I mean, he threw his body in there. For those of you who missed, I think it was an Aaron Jones run. Uh, they both ones that I want to bring up were yes. Yeah, on an Aaron Jones run, Aaron Rodgers just completely threw himself at a defensive back. And nobody fell down. He he stonewalled him. Beautiful. And honestly, he may have helped. I mean, that was a guy that was in hot pursuit of Aaron oh, Jones. Oh, he definitely helped. I mean, that we probably got extra yardage off of that. And you see quarterbacks, not a lot, but it's not unheard of to see quarterbacks, even like Tom Brady, will you know try to scamper out and get in front and just interfere just get in the way just get in the way be a little blockade right yeah because you know as the quarterback if that defense lineman is like trucks tom brady to get through to the running back that's probably a flag right so you don't even have to like throw your body at them and aaron's you know nursing this thumb right Mm -hmm. health swing in question a little bit not the youngest spring chicken anymore he's not he's He's not the biggest guy i mean carson wentz leveled roquan smith (laughs) Which I will bring up any chance to get because it was amazing. Aaron's not that big. He's not. I mean, he's not a small guy, but he's not 6'5", 240 like Carson Wentz either. Especially after last week and all the, you could say harsh words I had about him. Plays like that in this game from him is exactly what I want to see. Jordan Love's not making that block. Devin's just staring daggers at me right now. For everyone that wanted Jordan Love to play, Jordan Love's not making that block. He's probably not making that block, Luke. I will give you that. I mean, just just a missed opportunity. And then there, there was the other play uh, where Aaron Jones kind of fumbled on a longer run. Oh, yeah, yeah. And do you want to know who the next closest backer was? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was hot on his ass. Sprinting down the sideline chasing him. First one to be like, nope, our ball, and helped him get up yep. too. Yep, and he, he was out there ready to throw a block if need be. I don't think I've seen him do that before. No, not really. I mean, I've seen him kind of like fake get in the way, and then he'll kind of back up or whatever. But yeah, very rarely will he actually just start chasing people. I've been begging for leadership out of him, and we know that he's not a rah-rah guy, and so you just kind of think it's forfeit, right? Like, he's not going to say right. anything. It is what it is. He's going to make his feelings of disappointment very well-known when something doesn't go well. That's kind of just what you see out of him, right? Correct. This was a way to show your leadership. Yeah, absolutely loved it. I loved it too. Good job, Aaron. And the excitement he had on some of the touchdown passes. And oh, the the play to Lazard to win the game. Yeah, it was like vintage Rogers. It he was, was like so he was happy. He was our Aaron again. Yep. Great to see. Absolutely loved it. So I have another. I know. I just dip in both in the segment. I like it. You're just you're very confident in your thoughts today. I am. Well, this team gave me. A big 
reason to be very confident. And I know that that a lot of people listening right now may be thinking, "It's like, did did Luke get a new co-host? No. Nope. Like, what what is this guy? This guy that wanted to burn down? Oh, we're gonna tank now. Like that guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. That guy's I, gone. I did not say. I did not say that we're gonna tank now. What I was saying was based off the evidence that I was given. I am a man of science, Luke. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Yeah. I, yeah I, have, I have a degree that's... in science, sir. So based science. <laughs> How many lives have you saved? <laughs> Stay in your lane, sir. I'm sure plenty from selling safe cars and making sure they're good. But, Thank you. Thank you. But with what I had seen, what we have all seen, there was no reason to think that we would turn things around, that we would, as a Packers team, do things that we have been begging them to do. And I guess maybe this was the week that LaFleur or Aaron or maybe both of them sat and listened to South the Cheddar Curtain. And Honestly, they listen that, to our words. That's probably what happens. They they listen to us. Um, I also want to say it could have been because we played the Cowboys. And yeah. man, like listening to a lot of other people talk about it outside of us and 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 people around us, right? Because they're all Bears fans and they all are just so happy that we sucked and have sucked this year. So happy, happier than they are when they win. They're happy, more happy at our losses. They're without a doubt. Super Bowl. Is when we lose a game. Correct. That's the closest they're going to get. But, like, Cowboys fans were real nervous coming into this game. Oh, yeah. Real nervous. Because Aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman to them. Baba Yaga. And he still is. And he showed it, man. He 100% did. So I mentioned Matt, and I'm going to jump into my second I know. Your guy, Matt. kind of got sidetracked on, which is fair. I mean, I knew. I knew you were going to throw it in my face, which, <laughs> as you should have, still defend myself. We're probably not done. Of course we're not. If you haven't seen Matt LaFleur's post-game conference, you need to. And grab a tissue. And grab a tissue. When talking about what this this win meant to this team, the man got choked up to the point where he had to stop. He loves this team so much that he was moved to the point of tears. And I think that is one of the most beautiful emotions you can possibly feel. Absolutely. If you love something so much. That it moves you to tears. Like, what greater emotion can you feel in life, right? Like, okay, maybe a bad comparison. Like, you think of someone on their wedding day, right? Yeah. When you see your wife walking down the aisle, mm-hmm. the man cries. Yep. Right? Tears of joy. Beautiful. Beautiful. I can't think of any better words for it. I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm not a, you know, linguist. But... You could tell because that was not a word. Thank you. What's, what's the word I'm looking for here, Mr. Journalism? Uh, I mean, you're talking about linguistics. Linguist, thank linguistics. You. I mean, I'm also getting emotional now talking about what Matt said. We're so going to need to get Devin a tissue. We might. Yeah. Can we call your wife and maybe grab me some? <laughs> but I know that Matt LaFleur bought some real points for me. Right? We were talking last week or maybe two weeks ago when David sent those questions. He bought himself a lot of points with me yeah. going forward. I'm really happy he's our head coach. Me too. Me too. He seems like a really good guy. I like his style. And if he can kind of keep this up again and get through the adversity, shows a lot about him. And little little tidbit there. Mm-hmm. We ran his game plan. We did. It worked, and it worked oh, great. Look what happened, folks. As we'll get into, right? Look what happened. Your turn. So once again, right, Devin's taking a pretty serious route to these I knows. Here for the levity, folks. 
I'm not being not being down. I'm not no, being right, gloomy. We're, but you're getting like real, real honest and heartfelt and serious. And honestly, so am I because we. I know that we won the game because it was the return to Lambeau Field for several former Packers. Right, a whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of them. I didn't know Al Harris was on that staff. A whole bunch of them. And you know who made the difference? Who turned the tide? Please tell me. Scotty Tolzien. He was at the game. So please we tell me how did because Scott Tolzien? I, he inspired Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, did he? I didn't see a spin move. I mean, the you saw, but you did. saw Aaron just booking it, right? I mean, he saw the athlete, he felt the athleticism come back in the building from Scotty Tolzien. You know, I think <laughs> I'm the one with really questionable takes sometimes, Luke. Like Palatine ish's own Scotty Tolzien. Did you stretch before you reached for that take? Oh man, I don't need to. I mean, it's you know he inspired the quarterback play today. Okay. Inspired. I, I don't even know what to say to that. Scotty Tolzien. All right, Scotty Tolzien. Can we go on a game, game analysis? Because that was, I don't even know what that was. We'll get ready for more Scotty Tolzien. Oh, game. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Where do you want to start with this game? You want to do game flow? You want to do uh, offense? Uh, let's do a little game flow, right? So tied 0-0 yeah, in the first quarter. Right. Then we kind of get a little back and forth, right? A little bit. We did. I thought that, especially in the first half, a lot of Dallas's drives were continued by those like Dak quarterback sneaks, which mm-hmm. I think that if you have Devondre Campbell or Chris Barnes in this game, they don't happen. Agreed. Quay Walker and McDuffie, I think, both played really good games. Uh, both of them were really good in the pass coverage. Both of them had a couple. I think both of them each had one pass breakup. Mm-hmm. Quay Walker, again, showing his great man coverage, making open field tackles on uh, Tony Pollard on a couple dump offs. But yeah, in the in the short running game, we were definitely missing uh, Mr. Barnes, the Thumper, and Mr. Campbell. Absolutely. So kind of extended some of that. Actually, part of game flow is, I don't know exactly if you missed or not, but I did not get to watch a big chunk of the first quarter. Oh, yeah. I had it on NFL Plus going. Again, shout out NFL Plus. <laughs> but yeah, they had the uh, the Bills, which we don't need to talk about that game the too Bills much. The Bills-Vikings game, that was rough, right? Yeah. So I missed a big chunk of it, and I was just following along on my phone, and my family was over for the game, so I was just going through kind of the ESPN play-by-play, talking them through what was happening. And the answer was not much until we got to see. So that was good. But Defense is holding pretty well. A couple, couple short drives back and forth. Apparently, Christian Watson dropped two balls. He did, and I really felt like, oh, no, here we go, because, you know, he drops a couple balls. You think he's going to go to the bench. Right. But as Aaron later said, after his two drops, Aaron goes to him, and he's like, we're going back to you. Yeah, you're getting the ball, and man. And Matt said the same thing. And Aaron also said afterwards, is like, I mean, we had to. There's... Because who else did we have? <laughs> Correct. Like, there is no other option. But you don't tell Christian Watson that in the moment, right? No. God, no. So, yeah, we go back and forth, and we score. Then they score. Then we score. Then they score. Right? 14-14. Right. And then... The... But, but before we get to 14-14, we need to talk about another big... Like Packers' usual lost moment in this game. Okay, hit me with it. We're down seven nothing. We have the ball backed up, and Aaron fumbles. Sack call, fumble. Yep. This just feels like another moment, right, guys? You know when we fumble, we lose. Defense had been, you know, playing decently well to that point. Gave the touchdown, Correct. but still, like the first three drives, Dallas didn't score. But it just felt like, oh shit, here we go. This is it. They're gonna go fourteen zero. We're done. And then. Here comes 
another folk hero. Is this John Kuhn 2.0? Might be. Might just be. The man, the myth, the legend, other than Luke Mueller, Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford, man. Which, he is the, the whole point of this show. Because nobody would talk about us signing Rudy Ford, except for Luke and I. Correct. Nobody would care. We're a all shit. over that. Nobody would care that this is a guy who you know played a little safety, but he's more of a special teams guy. So you probably don't want to see him on the field. But then we did see him, you know, we in New England him. a little bit. He started his administration. He did, indeed, he did. And just like a good old Ford pickup, he is consistent. He is reliable. I'm a the Chevy man, guy. What? I'm a Chevy guy. Uh, whatever. The man brings effort. <laughs> Right? A little bit of an underdog. Rudy's usually are underdogs. I was going to say, because Ford's not, but Rudy's okay. Rudy's I, are. I, I, I get where you're going. Uh, I also called my brother-in-law during the game, because I've decided Rudy Ford is his favorite player since he went to Notre Dame, so okay. Rudy, and he works for Ford, and he's like, Devin, I don't care. And I'm like, well, I don't care that you don't care. <laughs> I like that you're deciding other people's favorite players for them. I mean, he isn't a Packers fan. He doesn't care. <laughs> Shout out to you, Matt, if you're listening. But it was just a perfect time. For this game to fall apart. 100%. And Rudy Ford sitting at safety, reading Dak Prescott. This is the first of his two interceptions. And both of them, they weren't on overthrows. They weren't on tip balls. They were on him sitting in zone coverage, Mm -hmm. reading the quarterback, and breaking on a route. It reminded me of Nick Collins. Oh, wow. I'm not saying he's that good. When we have guys, when we have safeties, especially make interceptions, right? You think how Clinton Dix overthrows or, mm. or their deflections. But this is just him reading and making a good play. Amazing. And then he also took a pass to the 40-yard line. Huge swing, right? Huge swing there. Even if we didn't score, you helped flip field position at that point. Oh, and I want to say save the game, but, but that, b- that big landslide. Difference. Big difference, right? That's a usual landslide for us, for sure. We go down and score, and then, and then we kind of get rolling a little bit. Until the second half. Until the second half. When the Cowboys do go on there. Well, I mean, it was the end of the first half. And in the second half, the Cowboys go on there 21-0-1. And this is a time after this 21-0 run where usually we'd go, you know, super pass happy, right? Correct. Yeah, especially you. all of a sudden you're down 14 points, right? You got... You just gave up 21 points. It's very natural at that point. Be like, oh, crap. We just got to start start hucking it. Oh, for right. sure. Which would usually be what we do. And so far this game, we've been so balanced. We're running the ball super well. Run heavy. Yeah. Run heavy. But down 28-14, starting the fourth. That's not what we were expecting. However, the Packers start their next drive with two straight, three straight runs, actually. And then Rodgers is able to hit Sammy Watkins over the middle, like a nice 15-yard, just an in. Yeah, kind of a deep in type of deal. Talked about it so much in the show, right? Marrying the run and the play action. You run the ball well. Mm-hmm. You bring in those those linebackers. So then it's it's an easy, easy play for Sammy Watkins. Aaron actually missed him a little bit. Sammy had to kind of go back for the ball. But he could have had a much larger gain if Aaron really hit him in stride. Correct. A couple plays later. It's third and seven, and Rodgers has probably one of his worst plays of the game where he tries to hit Alan Lazard on an out in the corner mm-hmm. and just misses him like five yards. It's the only real blemish I would give Aaron on this game. Agreed. At least the worst one. And then it's fourth down, and this is another mm-hmm. point where it's fourth and seven. 
It's fourth and seven. Fourth and seven, man. And we're down by 14. I and mean, you got to go, but. And Aaron just missed that throw. So, again, it's like, why would we have faith? You know. Right. We, no. You know, Christian Watts had a nice touchdown earlier. We're running the ball well, but this just this isn't our season, man. And then you know what Aaron does? He hits Christian Watson on a deep crosser because, yeah, we can run those two. And at this point, they're doubling Christian Watson. He has the man man coverage, and the safety over the top is going with him. But this guy is so elite. He just outruns them both. It's, it's, it's not even fair. It's like playing it's Madden incredible. on rookie. And we'll get a little bit more into Christian Watts when we get to the offense, but just really felt like the game kind of took a turn there. It showed that we were back in it. The game was not over. Oh, oh no, it was not. Ensuing kickoff, Tariq Carpenter has a nice tackle to, to pin him back. Tariq the Freak. Tariq the Freak. Love him. But I think it was Corey Ballantyne who kind of slowed him up a little bit. Yeah, kind of forced him. Guy that we just signed from the practice squad, mm-hmm. who I think is going to be staying up on the roster because Stokes is out. And, uh, Mr. Shamar Jean Charles is also banged up. Jair has a couple nice plays. I also think that was the drive that Isaiah McDuffie almost had a pick six on. Which would have been epic. Oh Yeah, if he's just like four or five inches taller, he would have had it. Preston gets a near sack to give us the ball back. And again, you think it's going to be, well, I mean, we're only down seven now, but still, you think at some point we're just going to go pass, pass, pass. Yep. You nope. think. We hit Aaron, we give it to Aaron Jones twice, give it to Watson. He makes a beautiful third down catch. You, know, you want to talk about his touchdowns, but that third down catch when we're backed up. Yeah, and that, uh, it was a drag route, right? Yeah, it was. He had to kind of go back for it. He got hit. Mm-hmm. People, you know, people, including me. We're afraid he's a little soft, right? Mm-hmm. Some people have called him paper mache in the past. <clears throat> I don't know who that was. No idea. <laughs> Lazard gets in the mix, right? Get him going on a nice screen. and It's a nice mix-up. A few more runs. We hit Sammy Watkins again. Hit Dylan again. Dylan is running over people in this game, man. Like we nice talked to about, see. Nice to see. Kind of hit or miss this season, but this was vintage Dylan. He gets hit, and he's still falling forward for three yards and often taking defenders for a ride with him. Yeah, absolutely, and it's, like I said, we haven't seen a ton of that, but he he was playing hard, I mean, kind of running angry, which is exactly what you want to see. And then a little deja vu here, play action, which, again, oh, I don't know, was set up by the fact they're running the ball down their throat. Mm -hmm. Christian Watson, deep crosser, same thing. Just outruns everybody across the field. Just outruns them. When we hear about his athleticism, and we kind of saw it, in bits, right? Like mm-hmm. play against Minnesota, he drops it, but you see him just burn Patrick Peterson. And you can even see it on some of the the kind of end of rounds we've given him, where it's like, oh, that guy's a little different. But seeing him on crossers, seeing him just going deep, seeing him, you know, actually running more routes, this guy is blazing fast. I mean, and easy. It's easy speed, and it's multi directional speed. Like MVS did not have that. That mm-hmm. uh, the second touchdown, right? I don't think he could have run that route. Oh, no. He kind of went around a guy, almost like a little fake type thing, and then he goes inside, and he doesn't slow down. That change of direction is so fluid. I mean, dude is a gazelle out there. It's it's incredible to watch him just eat up yardage. I'm going to bring something up, which is really going to amaze you. Then I'm going to bring out the storyline. I'm ready. There's only one other rookie receiver in NFL history to get three receiving touchdowns against the Cowboys. Do you know who it was? Wow, this is a good factoid. I do not. I do not. You're going to roll your eyes since I say who it is. Can I... Uh, team? Vikings. 
Randy Moss. Randy Moss. So maybe I was a little premature that I picked the wrong Randy. I think, yeah, this one's closer, man. This one's closer. <laughs> and he also had more catches than Randy did in that game. But same sort of thing, right? Oh, was that the was that the three catches, three touchdown game? Yeah, it was like three catches, 160 <laughs> yards. They just couldn't keep up with them. But it's the same thing with Christian Watson. It doesn't matter if you have safety help over the top. This guy is just different. And I was almost going to say for one of my I think or I know is mm-hmm. that I know that this whole not drafting a first round wide receiver has to be dead. That whole like, oh, they haven't given him any help. That has to be dead. We tried trading up for Watson in the first round. First of all, we did try. You look at that guy. That's first round talent. That is a game changer. The offense looks so much different. Oh, it looks so much better. Night and day. Night and day. So for the love of God, he needs to stay healthy. Please, man. Please. Please. So Christian Watson gets his third touchdown of the day. We are tied 28-28. Now the Cowboys did get the ball back, and yet again, here's another spot. Here's another spot where they could just go right down our throat and break our hearts. How many times over the years have we seen Aaron Rodgers kind of lead, orchestrate a game-tying or game or go-ahead touchdown drive just to see the defense immediately give it right back up and lose the game all the time, right? Exactly. Earlier on. You have back-to-back huge pass, pass breakups by Quay Walker and Jair Alexander to give us the ball back. And then there was some drama with our last drive. I think we got it with like a minute 20 to go. And we did absolutely nothing. Yeah, there was a little <laughs> bit of drama with that. I think there was a balance between running the ball and being aggressive. Because if we go, you know, pass, 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 it's three incompletions. Dallas gets the ball right back with an opportunity with to score again. Outs. Exactly. And with the defense just being on the field, you don't want to put the guys in the spot. I think Aaron was frustrated and either wanted a run, I believe, on second down or a stronger pass call on third. And yeah, correct. Or a pass on second. My apologies. But didn't happen. You know, we run twice. We do a play action on third down and no one's open. So we do end up going to overtime. And in overtime, Dallas won the toss, and they drive right down the field. Which is something we've seen, once again, all the time, where we never win the toss in overtime. We don't. Never. Mm-hmm. Cowboys get a big play to CeeDee Lamb to get him you know, pretty much in scoring range. He had a big day today. I think the Packers did a decent job, I and mean, we had a few pass breakups on him, but he's just next level. He's just one of those dudes that you're not going to stop him. You just hope he isn't the one who beats you. Correct. And now that Dallas remembers that he's good at football, it's kind of over with. On that play, though, Amos rocked him. So he I got to give him a lot of credit for he holding did. on to that he ball. Him. And Jonathan Garvin on the next play is able to get just index face enough to force an incompletion. JR gets another pass breakup on third down. Mm-hmm. And then on fourth down, another just another guy that only we would talk about, right? Who cares about rotational defensive linemen? Jerron Reed we is do. the one to nearly sack Dak Prescott. He just kind of shot puts the ball away mm-hmm. towards Tony Pollard. If he caught it, Adrian Amos is right there anyways. That's not going anywhere. Packers get the ball, couple runs. Third down, we do RPO. And this time on this RPO, the stacked box, Aaron is able to get the ball out to Mr. Alan Lazard. And the rest is history. 40 yards, set up the Silver Fox, who redeemed his miss from earlier. Correct. Good job. Good job, Mason. I was a little nervous. Especially because we brought up uh, another kicker. 
Mason wasn't doing kickoffs. We did, yeah. Mason is dealing with, I think they said a back or a hamstring mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. So they had a Ramiz Ahmed, I believe his name is. Who looked who, great in the preseason. He did, and some people are kind of you know pushing for his job, maybe. That was not me, I promise. I know that was not you. Because I know that I would have been kicked off the show. You would have loved me some Silver Fox. Yes, sir, I know you do. But yeah, this game. Roller coaster of emotions. Roller coaster, you know, and it's it's beautiful that we we did so many things that we've been asking to, and we'll kind of get into those a little bit more. But just there were so many points in this game where we usually roll over and die, or that would be enough, that would be it. And it just didn't happen. The resiliency was there for once. That's why I have hope. That is why I am re completely emotionally invested. It only took a week, folks. Devin's back. I'm back, baby. I am back. I am rocking the G. I'm posting Packer stuff on my Instagram and Facebook all the time. Love to see it. Love to see it. You got to see it. All right. So let's talk about some of the things that made a difference in this game. We already mentioned talking about the run and the play action, right? We saw dividends there. The Packers almost had like 40 rushing attempts. Yeah, 39 for 207. And Aaron Rodgers threw for 24 passes? 20 passes. Almost two to one run to pass. I would say, in my opinion, this was the best he's looked all season. I I thought he looked really good. I thought some of those balls were spot on. I mean, he had the one to... uh, the first touchdown to Christian Watson. The first two touchdowns to Christian Watson were dimes. Beautiful, right? yeah. And he had another one to Christian Watson where Christian kind of lost the ball in the air. And hearing the hearing Aaron talk about it after the game, he said that Christian uh, was expecting it to be a lower trajectory, so he was yeah. just looking back, not up. But like Rogers, a back shoulder, I think. Correct. Sort of thing. Rogers knows that he's just going to lob that thing in there. Christian couldn't see it, kind of bounced off his hand last second. Great throw. He had the crazy throw to Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. That was someone who was also like on the outs on this show. Yeah. And my God, you know, he didn't go for 10 and 170. No. He catches 47 yards. That one you're talking about was on like a second and 22 after say, a penalty. It, I want to say it was a back shoulder, but it wasn't. It that was, was just, just a curl. It, I don't, it wasn't supposed to be. But it was just a curl, and the defender was in his lap, and, and he, he still brought it in. Yeah, Rodgers kind of threw it in the, both of their laps, and Sammy just kind of caught it right there, and there was about an inch of space, if that. Uh, great throw, great catch. But, yeah, I, I think Aaron looked really good. I think he looked really good. He had one nice scramble as well, so still showing the wheels a little bit, you know, when he got to. Speaking of wheels, oh, my God. Aaron Jones, that man. Oh, I love Aaron Jones, and I'm so glad that we kind of finally gave him an opportunity to be the guy, right? 24 carries, 138 yards. I mean, he feasts on the Cowboys normally, and today was really no different. He had some really incredible runs. A lot um, of great cutbacks, right? And starts off right, comes back left. He hit him with the spin move. Oh, my God. Obviously, he was inspired stop, by Scotty Tolzien. He was not inspired by Scotty Tolzien. There is nothing that Scotty Tolzien does that inspires Aaron Jones. Spin move, man. Hit him, put him in the spin cycle. That's all I got to say. Just going to harp on it again. <laughs> Not Scott Tolsey, and I'm not even going to acknowledge that whole bullshittery. Weird. We run the ball. We set up the play action. Both errands look really good. I kind of like that. It was just run the ball, run the ball, bomb it. And it worked. I like that game plan. It worked. And, you know, some of the Packer reporters are asking Aaron, like, is it sustainable? And Aaron wouldn't even talk about it. He's like, I hate that word. But it's like, if you know anything about football, you know the run sets a play action. That's how that works. It's a game of chess. It's 
It's not rocket science here, guys. Correct. And you sprinkle in some air and good decision-making, run some RPOs, some hand signal stuff like the thing to Lazard. Yep. You know, that was kind of like a little hand signal RPO type of deal. You sprinkle that in on top of play-action shots and a solid run game. All of a sudden, you're putting up 31 points on one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, totally. And there were missed opportunities you should have scored more points. Oh, yeah. This wasn't a perfect game. Right. Christian Watson, if he could find that football, that's seven points. We missed a field goal. I mean. There was a sack that Rodgers had where he had both Lazard and Toure. I know Lazard was open for a first down. I think Toure was open for much more. For like a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. It was just because Jenkins just kind of got like walked back into him. Which I would like to point out again. Kind of a quiet game for Toure, but this guy is consistently getting open, and I don't think it's because they're like, oh, he's trailer trash. It's not like the Mercedes Lewis, you forget he's a player and just let him go. No offense to Mercedes. Oh, I thought that was an offensive tackle. There he goes. Yeah, that's that's different. So Mark Toure is just getting behind people. And he's always open deep. Love it. So even when Randall Cobb comes back, I'm still hoping that Samari Toure is able to get at least a few snaps a game because he's earned it, and he can be a weapon in this offense, especially... You saw it late in this game. The Cowboys were doubling Mr. Watson, or the doctor, as I refer to him as. Because, you know, he made a few house calls this week. I also heard or saw online uh, Cheddartron. Mine's better. Mine's better. <laughs> the doctor. I mean, that's so. That feels. Ugh. Oh, I'm sorry. That is, his cuts are surgical. We can do better. They're not, though. <laughs> But we can do better. Okay, we'll they're not. It. It, just, it works. I said okay. we're going to workshop it, all right? I, t- I t- already told you we're going to workshop it. But especially with Christian Watson being double teamed. You know, you have man coverage, which I think also teams are going to have to get on a man coverage. We have Christian Watson out there. But man coverage with safety help over the top, that means guys like Toure, guys like Watkins, all these other guys are going to have easier. Yeah, more opportunities. Exactly. Yep. It's not Devontae Adams. But it can be a similar thing where if defense has to pay attention, if we drill this physical freak, you got to respect him like he is. Or or pay the price and watch him cross you to death. Correct, because he will run away from whoever you put on him. Other changes. We're going to flip to defense now. And this was not one that I think the Packers would have come to if it wasn't necessary. So Eric Stokes out. You know, we're down a corner. What the Packers decided to do is they bring Darnell Savage, who we've not been very happy with his play this season. Correct. They bring him back to the slot. This is where Darnell excelled at the University of Maryland. He also, according to PFF, at a much higher grade, I believe his rookie year in the slot than he has at safety. Yep. And he wasn't perfect. He got you know beat by CeeDee Lamb for a couple plays. But he but was in pretty good coverage. I was going to say, even on those, he was right there. He was playing instinctive. What, what do we complain about most about him, Luke? We complain that he, well, A, he can't tackle. He tried today. He Not did. today. He did. I feel like we're still on Sunday. <laughs> Me too. We're Some riding that high, guys. We're riding we that high. Uh, well, he just, he's not put in a position to use his instincts nearly enough anymore. Or he, was not previously. He wasn't. He was playing slow. He was playing like he just didn't want to get beat. He's paying, he was playing instinctive in the Correct. slot. He was going and tackling people. Yeah, it was great. And if you can stick with C.D. Lamb, sure, it was he had a couple completions on him. But if you can stick with C.D. Lamb, you're going to be fine. He stuck with Jamar Chase last year. Like, yeah. athletically, it's not a question. I think it's, a, it's, it's angles and a few other things with his hips. But I think the slot is where we just need to leave him. Yeah, I'm good with it. And thus, with him going to the slot, 
Mr. Ford already had a few opportunities this season in safety and shown that he plays with his hair on fire. I think some people probably thought that uh, Abram was going to get a chance there. Too early yet because he, he probably doesn't know the defense yet. But And I'm happy with the addition. It gives us flexibility and some depth. 100%. He didn't look great on special teams. He had a, a bonehead personal foul that offset their personal foul. I think he missed a block or two in the punt return. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some, you know... Not growing pains as he's a new player, but he's new on our team, getting used to right. how we do things, how to work with the guys. And all he probably that hasn't stuff. played a ton of special teams. He was a starting safety. So But Rick was pretty familiar with him, Sachio. Correct. Yeah. But some of the Rudy Ford had a lot of playing time and you you have the interceptions, but just his effort from play to play. Oh, there he's, was that one play he's with dumping people. With Tony Pollard. Right. Oh, where Tony out. Pollard gets through the gets through the hole and then you, you see him kind of go right to try to break it outside and Rudy Ford comes from absolutely nowhere I mean just no idea where this dude came from heat seeking missile that he was like man. 20 yards d- deep and the dude just comes comes up tackles Tony Pollard who's one of if not the most elusive running back in the league it's like him and Aaron Jones to me they're very similar dude is electric yep. and just just dropped him it's also something we should not forget to mention that I'm guessing Zeke was hurt didn't play the thing with the Cowboys, Correct. right, is that they always they always want to give the ball to Zeke more, and you always think like the best version of them is with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's so much better than Zeke. So much better, and guess what? We still beat him with we Tony did. Pollard. We did. Tony Pollard had 22 carries, 115 yards, but you know what? That's fine. And we're also missing two of our best run-stuffing inside linebackers. Correct. And Devontae Wyatt's getting there. And he got hurt. Again? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did he? Okay, well, we'll see. I think he came back, though, but... I mean, I just I saw on a couple of Pollard's runs, he was an arm away. Mm-hmm. You know, potentially you called it a hold. Apparently it wasn't, but... I was overall very happy with the defensive performance. There were still, you know, a couple questionable calls, right? We go cover zero on a third and eight, and then you have your corners playing 10 yards off, which led to a, a Cowboy that touchdown made no, drive. Made no sense, yeah, because there was the one where Jair was like, a mile and a half away, and Michael Gallup just kind of, bloop, there he was on a quick out. No, if you're going press, you, you live and die with it. If you're going press and cover zero. Correct. Because what's the quarterback going to do if he's being pressured? Throw the ball out quick. 100%. So you, you have to be in the picture at that point. Yeah, you do. And I understand that if somehow if he's able to scramble around you're screwed. for six seconds and yeah. the guy gets beat, but with the guys we have, I mean, Rodzul isn't the fastest guy, but he's able to bump and run enough to slow someone down. Right. Savage can keep up with whoever they're going to put in the slot. Mm-hmm. And then it's Jair. So I feel pretty confident about that group. Me too. But that's like the one play that comes to mind where I'm like, what were you doing there? Yeah, it made what, no sense. What were you doing there, Joe Barry? But the rest of the game? Pretty good, He called man. so much pressure. He did. Linebacker. Savage blitzes, was Savage blitzed blitzes. all the time, and I loved it. It was great. Loved it. Now, the one thing about the defense I am going to say is I think that we do need to add another edge rusher. I think we need to mm. just, like, go sign a random veteran. I think J.J. did all right. He did, you but know? we need help behind him. Garvin had one nice play, but him and whoever the hell else is Ladarius coming in. Ladarius Hamilton. Yeah, Ladarius, no thanks. No thanks. Yeah, you do it. nothing. At least Garvin... He was in the right spot because the offensive tackle like let him go. I don't think he knew that Dak was leaving the pocket, and so Garvin just kind of had a free rush at him. Yeah, I agree. So I think we could look to improve there. 
I mean, especially, man, no Gary. Ford getting his first real start. Savage in the slot. The defense looked so much better. This is a good football team we played, right? It was a very good football Great team. Great defense. One of the best teams in the NFC. Yep. Great defense. Honestly, one of the best of... teams in the NFL. The Bills yep. are looking more mortal. Correct. Unfortunately. It would have been really nice if they could have beat the Vikings. I mean, I think the division is out of reach at this point, barring yeah, a miracle. Agreed. But just, we don't like them. Nobody no. does. No. No. They keep winning in stupid ways. It annoys me. It's like, they... I just kind of want them to win by like 20 for once, and there's no controversy. There's no nothing. It's like every there's game no you're like. asterisks. Yeah, every game it's like, man, they shouldn't have won that thing. The Bills game more so than, than ever. But hey, we're getting we ahead of ourselves. We don't, have to, we don't have to get into that. No, we're not going to rehash that. There's another phase of this game that we need to talk about. Do we have to? Well, just, Actually, we just do. briefly. This, this week we do. This yeah. week we do. So, Mr. Mario Rogers, he had one. I'm going to call it a muff because the ball hit him in the chest and then it bounced up. Like, he didn't secure okay. it. Okay. Yeah. He didn't secure it. Yeah. Did not secure it and cleanly. if there is a defender there, it's an easy fumble. It was just mm. by the grace of God that nobody was there. The, ga- the grace of God and probably Keyshawn Nixon's blocking or Rudy <laughs> Ford because those are dudes. Probably. Absolute dudes. It pops up on his chest and he thankfully catches it. But I'm going to call that a muff. And then when we're... We had punted the ball back to Dallas. I want to say this was 14-14. The floor decided to punt the ball back, and the defense has a beautiful stand. Correct. We get the momentum. The floor is not gamble, but decision to not go forward on fourth, to pin them back and have faith in the defense. It paid off. And then here is an Amari Rodgers fumble. And that was another point in this this game. Another point in this game where where it's, this is it. We lose. Yep. And, and the it's fumble, because of this guy. The, this fumble was slightly different than most, right? He didn't muff it. He this cl- man he can it fumble in many different ways. He can. He can. He caught the ball. He had a ton of space around him, right? A ton of space. The only people that were anywhere near him were in front of him, you know, five mm-hmm. yards in front of him. There were a couple Packers and, like, three Cowboys, and he ran straight into them. All three of them. Yep, just, yep. just ran straight he did, he did not go left where there was nobody. He did not go right where there was nobody. He ran straight into the group of people. And, oh, hey, look at that. One of them hit him and caused the fumble. And then he was done for the rest of the day. What was funny is that I had more faith in Keyshawn Nixon, who on the next punt cut the ball over his head. On, the, like, the 10? And then just kind of carried around like a loaf of bread? I was like, oh, God. I was watching the game at my, my dad's place, and his girlfriend was there, and, and so was her nephew. My dad's girlfriend was freaking out. When he, when he returns, and I'm like, no, 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 Sarah, this is Keyshawn. This is Keyshawn. He's got us. We're going to be okay. Yeah, this Nixon is one that we can trust. This isn't that Amari Rogers guy. And the interesting thing is, is some of my family, because I was watching it with my father and my aunts, and they were asking, like, well, why is Amari still back there? Why don't we put the guy that's returning kicks? And I was like, well, honestly, yes, we should, and I'm glad we did. But it's like, well, Nixon is one of the, the blockers on part return. If you put him as the part returner, you're now – you got to put another person as the other blocker. Like, who's that guy? Abram. Correct. That's and, the guy. And, and that kind of ended up being a problem. But, like, how much did they – in between weeks, this should have been solved, right? But, like, how much in-game do you want to change two positions on a return team? That was something I had – I didn't really think about it before. I understand it. I agree with you. But just kind of like that's probably why they're hesitant in-game because I don't know who else has gotten reps at that position. Here's my solution. As per Rick Bisaccia – a certain young receiver that I love very dearly. 
returned punts at Nebraska and has received snaps in practice at punt returner. Give it to Samare. Hey, I'm, I'm here for it. Toure all day. That almost rhymed. That's close uh, enough. <laughs> so, we're talking about my over-positivity, right? Correct. Aaron shows some leadership. Loved it. We actually listened to the LaFleur game plan. We right, ran and part of deep it. shots. Ran deep shots. We went back to Christian Watson even after his drops. And how good, real quick, how good did you feel for him after the first game of the year? I mean, that what what feelings were evoked when that ball was in the air on that first touchdown? Like, what, what was going through your head? What was going through your heart? I'm trying to cut down on the swear words that I say on the show. So originally, not a good one. I mean, he just had two drops, yeah. right? I think that was that was his next attempt. Correct. But once he caught it, there we go. There we go, baby. And then he did it again. And what was funny is for the third one, as we all know by now, I'm a little emotional. I uh, I might have no. I might have jumped up from the couch and I was like, "That's not one. That's not two. And that's he did literally the same what thing. he was yeah, doing. That was his so Christian Watson and I oh. have telepathy. So, a couple of other things about Christian Watson because I love him dearly now. When the ball was in the air, I was like, "Oh God, oh please catch it!" I literally stood up from the couch, was like, "Please catch it! Please catch it! Please catch it!" And as soon as he caught it, I was like, "Oh my God!" They ran to the end zone, right? He did the backflip, and I'm like, "I could literally could not be happier." I run upstairs. Right, because my wife is is uh, in our office, oh, right, God. working, and I I had forgotten that she wasn't just working, right? She's doing a Zoom call with her entire Are family. You so I just Luke? bust in the door like Kool Aid Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it though. It Christian Watson, for God's sake, hundred percent, and immediately just stop when I see all these faces staring at me on her computer, like. Hi, guys. Bye, guys. And just leave. You should have been like, Christian Watson. Christian Watson. <laughs> He's arrived. None of them watch football. None of them care about the Packers. That, that, yeah, but that was, that was my thing. I went back downstairs, immediately kind of cooled off my mood for a second. Like, okay, yeah, get it, get it together. But also, can we talk about a 6'4 man doing a backflip as a celebration? Love it. Yeah. Again, this isn't little Tyreek Hill doing it. I can't find words for his athletic ability. Can't it's do just it. off the charts that someone of that size is. That easily after 58-yard touchdown. Just, you know what I'm going to do? Casual backflip. And I guess he did it in practice recently. Yeah, they were joking right? about a post-game. LaFleur is like, yeah, I kind of thought he was going to do that. <laughs> Smiling the whole time. But the first time ear. he did it, they were like, what? Yeah, the athleticism off the charts. And apparently he doesn't show that much like excitement, enthusiasm, personality, I guess. Which makes sense. You know? But they're like, I've never seen that guy before. Like that kind of confidence and athleticism out of him. Absolutely loved it. Feels so good for the kid. Obviously, he's not going to do this every week. No, right? but I we think his temper expectations slightly. But going forward, I mean, we know what the ceiling looks like. This is it. And again, even if we don't go to him that much, you don't think Tennessee is going to prep for that? You don't think teams are going to prep for that? One hundred percent. And when he is there, they're going to change their coverage. It's it's the MVS thing all over again. It's the Devontae Adams thing all over again. Correct. You have a Elite playmaker like that, you have to respect it, which is going to open yep. things up. You can't just go cover one high or two high and then man underneath. Can't do it. Nope. He will hurt you. He will. And I'm glad that he put that on tape. Should open things up for the rest of the offense going forward. Back to my over positivity. <laughs> this is multi 
faceted. Correct. After our ten minute tangent, mm-hmm. we've been doing that a lot today, but that's okay. I love it. I'm, I'm here glad for that it. we have such you know positive things to talk about. You have us actually running the floor offense, us running the ball, looking good, play action, Aaron playing within the system, defense, doing creative things, using our guys in the best spots possible, all things that we've been asking for. Mm-hmm. There was one thing that was still kind of you know hanging over my head, and I was like, man, that Amari guy, he's just going to keep hurting us. And Rick Bisaccia after the game was like, not really... Not really indicating that there was for sure going to be a change. She was pretty was wishy-washy. Kind of like, oh, we're going to look at it, you know. And then breaking news today. Yep. Green Bay Packers make two cuts. One made perfect sense. One made no sense. But we no longer have to deal with Amari Rodgers. Yes, folks, you're all safe. We did cut our 2021 third-round pick, Amari Rodgers. And then we also cut our seventh-round pick of that year, Kylan Hill, running back, who had one carry this season for seven yards. And who we really liked. Yeah, that made absolutely no sense. We talked about him last week. I was joking to look before the show. I was like, did he make a joke about, like, Guntikunst's mother? Because it made no sense. And then the Packers signed Patrick Taylor from the practice squad, who is half the athlete that Kylan Hill is. No sense. I wonder if Kylan Hill's going back to the practice squad. I think he'll clear waivers, so he probably will. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting that we that we kind of swap those two. But obviously, the story here is Packers cut Rodgers, right? Because I'm sure if I was writing headlines, that's 100% what you do. Oh, right? for your clickbait? Of course. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, easy. Um, and, like, I feel bad, right? I, I feel bad when these when these kids get cut. Aaron said the same thing. He's like, this is, this is a people. person who has yeah. a family, who has dreams. It isn't just number eight who's not so great. Right. It's... There's, there's a real person behind it. It's easy to forget that, especially when you're watching football and playing Madden or whatever. But the, these are people. Now, I will say I was surprised because I thought he had shown something as a wide receiver. Yeah. He can't block to save his life. Not surprising he's tiny. Neither can Randall Cobb. But he had a couple nice catch and runs recently, last couple weeks, right? He'd done something. Mm-hmm. And given how thin our wide receiver room is at this point, surprised that we would just throw that familiarity with the offense away not that he was going to be a big piece but someone who can put in who knows what they're doing right he could go on the field yeah you know uh especially with how thin we are right now so i was surprised by that but he absolutely had to lose the punt return job and if this is the only way it was going to happen then i'm glad it happened what i was thinking is you know mason was banged up with that hamstring back injury whatever so and with maybe Cobb coming back, you do have issue of numbers for roster spots. Right. So if we can bring Cobb back. You don't want Amari returning anyways. You have another receiver back. And then you would have maybe had to cut Ramiz Ahmed, right? So I think this was... Well, I'm guessing we're going to keep on the roster for a couple weeks. Well, I, yeah, I think so. So I think this was you know, partially how awful he was as a kick returner and then just the numbers game. But after we cut him and Kylan Hill, we still do have one open spot on the roster after signing Patrick Taylor. So we'll see what we do with that. Cobb, Winfrey, probably one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a very easy answer. Thank you. Because we, if we bring up Winfrey, we have to keep him the whole – he can't go back to the practice squad. I think there was – there's talk that Cobb might be back this week. Does it, I mean, yeah, there, guys, there was Cobb, talk, Campbell. but I, you know, at this point we should know, right? I mean, they play in two days. I haven't checked the injury report. So at least for Cobb. Maybe yeah. not Campbell, but at least for Cobb because, I mean, he's on IR, right? you have like, to activate him. He has to come back. I don't know, man. We'll see what they do. But happy that he is no longer our punt returner. Um, 
Yeah. Nixon was a little more aggressive than I think we would like, but he caught the football, so that's the important part. He plays with his hair on fire. I he love does. him. He does. But again, a move that we all want. Okay, not we all want him to be cut, but we all no, wanted him not to be the punt right, returner anymore. Right. And it was so obvious to all of us that he did not deserve that job, that he was hurting us. Correct. You just had to take that cyst and just cut it off yep. before it spreads. Another indication that we are actually trying to win games. That is why I have faith in this team again. And that the Packers listen to south of the checker. Apparently they do. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Although, I was kind of talking about it during the game, you know, about my pallbearers. And it was pointed out to me that what I should really do at this point is I should really just ask to be cremated and then have just Amari carry my urn. <laughs> now he got Got to find somebody else. Uh, I hope I don't. I really I, hope you I, will, I don't. You I, will, I hope though. I don't. I hope no one disappoints me. I mean, Tyler Davis has been doing all right. Yeah, Tyler Davis has much. been fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I honestly, I can't think of somebody right now. That's good. That's good. Knock on wood. I do want to point out uh, real quick here that, right, seven, seven teams make it to the playoffs. We're currently the ninth seed. So we got to... We got a chance, man. We got a chance. We're still alive. You know what? We are. We're not dead. We're not dead, man. That's exactly what Aaron said, and that's going to be the title of this episode. The easiest title we've ever come up with. Now, we are going to go preview the Titans game, but I'm going to make it a point that at this point, we are not going to go look at the rest of the NFC because that doesn't matter right now. Not because we're out of it, but because you know what matters is us taking care of business. When the game's out of you. Exactly. All right. So, Tennessee... Coming off a win, a very ugly win against the helpless Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 17 to 10. It was a very ugly game. Ryan Tannehill's back at quarterback for them. Every was, game that both of those teams play is ugly. Yes. Tannehill's back. Uh, his ankle is a little iffy, so he's not 100%. This is a dual threat quarterback traditionally. So you feel a little bit better with him being banged up with his ankle. Still have King Derrick Henry. Last time we played him, we held him in check pretty well. I think he was under 100 yards. This, this would be a game where you hope you have Campbell back or the Thumper. But if not, you're hearing it here first. Last week was Christian Watson's coming out party. This week needs to be Devontae Wyatt's coming out party. Okay, I like it. But also having Rudy Ford in the field, he's not going to be afraid. He is going to say, hello, Mr. King. I, I am uh, I'm Mr. Ford. Nice to meet you. He ain't going to give a shit. No, he's going to come down and, and try to lay the wood. Whether or not that works, don't know. Yeah, this is pretty straightforward. Um, if we can stop Derrick Henry, we should win this game. They have a good defense. Jeffrey Simmons, I believe, they're they're really good. Defensive tackle was hurt uh, last week. Don't know quite if he's going to play. He's questionable. I think he okay. was limited in practice today. I would say he's the Kenny Clark of that defense. Yeah, he's really the one I care about on that defense. Overall, they have pretty stout defense, but I, nothing I don't think we... If we can handle the Cowboys' defense, we can handle this defense. I watched the game against the Broncos, and it was just Russ... If Aaron plays hero ball, Russ plays Jesus ball because he was just throwing it up in a triple coverage. Yeah. He was running around like he's Lamar Jackson. I think they hit him 15 times, but that was not due to Tennessee's excellent pass rush. That was Correct. due to Russ just being stupid. Yep. I wish he could have done that more in a certain game a few years back, but hey, oh we're well. not going to talk about it. No, we're not. Yet, like you said, straightforward game. We need to control and contain Derrick Henry. And we should be okay. We need to ground and pound, Yep. hit Mr. Watson, give Lazard some touches, maybe a little Toure, and we should be A-OK. 
Now we just got to make it happen, right? Yes, sir. All righty, guys. Well, I'm glad we're all feeling better. Much. Until next time. Go Paco. Go Paco.